0: Of fans remember about one player, one coach, one team. In an instant, it all changes. Rocky's one-armed pick, Stanberry in the rain, Stoney Clark, James Allen in overtime, Jordan Shipley, Patrick Collins in 85, Trey Millard with the hurdle, Peter Gardere, Damien's 95-yard sprint. Dicker the kicker, and of course, Superman. It's the power of this game. Young men will walk down the long, dark tunnel and burst into the brilliance. With the knowledge that what happens today, maybe in a flash, a blink, an instant, will change everything. Take it from a kid from Fort Gibson, Oklahoma, who made a play here one day. There's nothing else like it. It's the greatest game on earth. It's O.U. Texas. (laughs) Well, off we go, I guess. Uh, Football Friday, OU Texas week. We're down at the Omni in Dallas. Uh, People starting to show up. It's busy. Sooner red all over Dallas right now. So, uh, I guess that means we got to play a game tomorrow. The question is, are we going to have anyone healthy enough to play the football game?
1: Game time decision, actually, (laughs) is what
0: that is. Uh, Yeah, well, we are limping in. We're coming off of two straight losses. Our quarterback is most likely out. What's the scuttlebutt there?
1: Scuttlebutt, uh, we, we actually haven't talked about this even off air. Um, scuttlebutt that I heard last night is that he is not, he's not playing, which we have thought all week long, but I got some scuttlebutt last night that, like, yeah, he's not going to play, but Texas has been prepping for booty. Which I guess that means general booty, I don't know what that means. Nick evers there's a thought that he might play tomorrow, uh, but don't count out Davis Bevel. Like, I, I heard that he's not playing tomorrow, but then like all three quarterbacks were mentioned as possibility, so I literally know nothing more out of those texts than wow. what I did yesterday. yeah, yeah. On who might start
0: well I would uh, I would not expect Dylan Gabriel to play for several reasons. Um, after that, I don't know what they're going to do. I would expect to see Bevel. He's your backup quarterback. He won the backup quarterback job. I, I would be shocked, frankly, to see them start anyone else. Now, if he doesn't play well, I guess anything's uh, open, right? But... That would be weird to me that your backup quarterback who's been preparing like the backup quarterback, who won the backup quarterback job, you're at OU Texas in the Cotton Bowl, and you march out someone else who hasn't taken a snap yet this year. Yeah. That seems like it would be um, like a real wild card. But then again, I don't know.
1: Well, my guess all week long, and it's purely a guess, and there's one of about 80 combinations that could happen tomorrow. But for some reason, don't ask me why. Don't push back on this thought like, why? What do you mean? Because I won't have an answer to it. It's for some reason I've thought all week long that Bevel's going to be your starter and that General Booty is going to finish the game. I guess that means I think that (laughs) Bevel is going to have a relatively short leash on this game, I guess, tomorrow. Um, I just don't think that this staff is going to come into this game and – just say that, you know, whatever, we're going to run the ball the 40 times, just try to keep it close, don't get embarrassed. I feel like they're going to try some things. They're going to go all out to try to win this game tomorrow. If that means throwing in a backup quarterback in the second quarter. I think that, that's, that 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 might mean just that. I, They'll take some chances tomorrow if it warrants it.
0: Hmm. Well, yeah, they're going to have to take some chances. They're going to have to, uh, you know, call some risky plays offensively to generate a spark. Um, if if Gabriel doesn't play, and even if he does, frankly, I think they need to do some of those things. Um, but I, I, the the quarterback situation that's obviously going to get a lot of the attention, right? Who's starting at quarterback? But I, to me, I, it's not even it doesn't even matter who's playing quarterback if we don't do like a million other things way better than we have the last two weeks. No,
1: and, and I see your point here, and it's right. It's it's talking about defensively, but I think at the same time you'd agree that the offense is going to have to possess the ball maybe well, a lot longer, a lot better than they have previously, which is I'm ultimately going to help out the too. defense. I'm yeah. talking
0: about offense, too. Uh, you know, turnovers, procedure penalties. we got to block better uh, in the interior on the offensive line. You know, we're gonna ha- obviously going to have to run hard and make good catches. You can't have drops on third down. I mean, everyone's going to have to play their best game of the year. Uh, there's no doubt. And then, you know, with a backup quarterback, and I don't care who the backup quarterback is. It could be Bevel. It could be Evers. It could be Booty. It doesn't matter. Whoever, it, you're going to have to run the football really well, right, just your traditional run game. And then you're also going to have to have ways to get your playmakers the football. Again, doesn't matter what quarterback it is, but you've got to find ways to get those guys the football quick and easy and efficiently. You know, um, Mims is your deep ball guy. Well, you may not have nearly the, the arm throwing him the deep ball anymore, so you're going to have to get him touches other ways that are guaranteed touches, the touch pass, the quicks, the tunnels and bubbles. Um, you know, you, you've got to keep him busy with that and give him opportunities. But then, yes, at the end of it, whoever's at quarterback is going to have to make a handful of big throws. Yeah, they are. couple of third and longs, uh, you know, some red zone opportunities, like whatever it is, they're going to have to make just a handful of big throws. Because if we're asking them to make more than a handful of big throws... We're going to get our asses kicked. Well, just like, That's Nate, just, how it is. just
1: like Nate Hibble in 2002. Like, you look at his stat line, you're like, oh, gosh. But Hibble made some big throws. Like, no, no, not a lot of people had a whole lot of confidence going into that game with him, but he made some big throws in the second half. Uh, one of the many games where, you know, someone kind of maybe outperformed what people thought that they were going to do going into this game, especially in the second half. I agree. Speaking of quarterbacks, though, I took a little bit of a deeper look at Hudson Card today. Because it felt like the moment that Quinn Ewers went down against Alabama, Texas fans and the coaching staff and everybody were like, oh, God, when can we get him back? Well, Hudson Card so far, dude, 74 of 107 for 923 yards, six touchdowns and one pick. Yeah. It's pretty good numbers, right? Yeah. It's actually really good numbers for a backup quarterback. I just think that they've potentially found themselves in a very unique situation where they banked all their hope this year and maybe a lot of their future on Quinn Ewers, what happens tomorrow if he comes out and doesn't play all that well? Because they're kind of married to him, it feels like, being the long-term answer. Hudson Card's been pretty good up to this point. Maybe he had one of his best games of his career last week against West Virginia. Are they more hesitant to make a change to a guy that's been pretty good because all of their hope is based on Quinn Ewers, who's played six quarters? You get the point there. I just think, like, the announcement... That Quinn Ewers is going to start potentially puts Texas in a fragile situation at that at that position.
0: I think it's stupid. Uh, we can call it whatever we want, but to take your quarterback that ju- is just coming off his best performance uh, has been pretty good for you is in is in a bit of a rhythm. You're going to you're going to take him out and put a guy that's never been in this game before and hasn't played and. How many weeks? He's got maybe maybe three or maybe for two games he's play, played a full game. But it's been a while. I, I think that is ridiculous. Yeah. I'm shocked that that's the route they're going. Uh, if Hudson Carr doesn't perform well and things aren't going good, then you put him in for a spark. I mean, but to pull your guy that just had – a beast of a game, announce it, I that's, I think it's crazy. I do, too.
1: I do, too. But maybe
0: he shows up, balls out, makes a maybe so. Hey, big throws.
1: judging by what this defense has looked like the past two weeks, that that definitely is a possibility. Hey. But if he doesn't, and the OU defense has looked like this, had the past two weeks, you know what the narrative is going to be? It's like, God, what's what's wrong with Quinn Ewert? What's wrong with the Texas offense? It's just, I, I don't know, man. There's a recipe here for a – Disaster for for Texas, I guess. The situation exists.
0: Yeah, I mean they've they've got they've got a lot of pressure. You know, for Oklahoma, we're always going to have pl- pressure just because the expectations around here, you know, re- realistic expectations, not like most Texas expectations that are unrealistic. You know, we we've lost the two games. Like the, the college football playoff is, is gone. You still have a chance at winning a Big 12 championship, but, you know, honestly, the pressure's off. Uh, but for Texas, I, the, the pressure is on because they got an opportunity to win this game that they haven't won in a long time. If they don't, when Oklahoma is supposedly terrible... Right, We're not, but that's the thought about us right now. If they can't win it now, when are they ever going to win? It's going to be the feeling, so right? That's
1: true, man. And I, I don't know if OU is coming into this game with like, OU's got totally nothing to lose in this game. I think OU's got something to lose. They've got three consecutive games in a row that they could lose for the first time in a long time. But Texas has the more pressure on the sideline. And, and, and that, I think, could really turn into a factor in this game. I just don't feel necessarily great on this Friday of OU Texas because you haven't walked in super stressed because of the traffic. Like, I don't know what happened with you today or what your day has looked like, but normally you're storming in here uh, about to throw down with someone because you saw a 16-year-old girl in an $80,000 car not, 80, knowing to drive, not knowing how to drive it. Try 180000
0: <laughs> The 16-year-old girl driving uh. like a 650-horsepower Porsche SUV. Talk about a massive waste of money, but it suits Texas. That's what you get around here. I Luckily, I had enough time uh, to decompress after the seven-mile drive that took me 45 minutes. I don't doubt that. I had time to decompress um, and gear up for this deal. I don't know. I I am, I don't know. I'm shockingly calm and... Not worried about the game tomorrow. Because
1: it's a role reversal, dude. Like, normally how we sit here on Friday, like, well, I mean, OU's the better team, but my God, Texas shows up and looks like the best version of themselves. Everything we've been saying the past ten years, it's a role reversal this time around. And you're right, man. Like, in a weird way, it's somewhat comforting to feel this way. I know. Like, I I guess I don't have the uber-confident. For the first time in ten years, dude, I don't have, like, this confidence of, oh, my God, Texas is going to look like the best version of themselves Saturday. Right. Like, I don't know what Texas is going to look like.
0: Well, I don't either. Um, here's all I know. Like, we're going to have to play really well to win, but I'm totally confident that we can. And kind of said the same thing all week. Like, I, don't, I don't know that we will, but I know we're capable of it. The mistakes that we've made are – Easily fixable. That doesn't mean we win, but uh, it, it's it's not asking a whole heck of a lot to have the right guys play the right coverages, to to be in the right spots. I'm not asking to make every play and to to beat every block and you know, just just be where you're supposed to be. at The end of the day, it's not asking all that much. Oh, um, well, it's easier said than done, but still, like I think we're more than capable of that, and if we do it. Play smart football. We got a shot. Got more than a shot. You're not
1: playing a top 15 team tomorrow. You're not playing a top 20 team tomorrow. You're playing a team that, Teddy, they might win six, seven games this year. And, you know, we look at the rest of the schedule and a lot of those games look daunting. This feels like one of the more manageable games that you have left on your schedule this yeah. year. I mean, that and that's the entire point of our optimism this week. And I just can't, I can't stress that enough.
0: Well, what's the buzz been like? Is it the same as every year? less buzzy more buzzy um same buzz i
1: feel like a little i i don't know i mean this is our second year here
0: could you guys count the uh ou flags on the cars from the private jet on Dude, the way down
1: that might have been the best thing that's ever happened to me today <laughs> i uh it's so weird
0: you guys should have done like a
1: oh my god a low crazy.
0: altitude pass uh over all the people waiting at Paul's Valley, it just you know made them feel like real minions.
1: I mean, to to basically pull up ten minutes before the flight takes off. Yeah, walk in. Someone takes your luggage. They put it there. Thirty minutes from when you walk up, you're out of the plane. So they stocked the plane full of champagne, beer, liquor, everything you want. I it, it was it's the best thing that's ever happened to me today. It was amazing. Oh gosh! Did it you embarrass amazing. yourself anyway, or you know what? No, I didn't. But there's always the that's ride good. back where, <laughs> and don't let OU win because yes, I will embarrass myself.
0: Oh, uh, that's fantastic. No, well, that's good right. stuff. I, I
1: wish there was an in-flight movie, but I guess I'll I guess I'll survive. Four oh five six five one thirty four thirty nine. By the way, is the Air Comfort Solutions text line? I know you guys are. Uh, piling it on with your thoughts. We'll get to as many as possible, but it's one of the best days of the year, man. Friday of OU Texas, it's great, live here in in Dallas, and OU fans here are everywhere. It's the first time this – I don't know it's about the first time this week, but this is the most I've felt all week long by far of people coming and saying, like, yeah, maybe we can win this game. I don't know. Yeah. Crazy things have happened before.
0: Yep, yep, that's how it goes. Um, All right, let's hit a quick timeout. Hit the text line. Give us some predictions. Who do you think is going to play a quarterback? Uh, what do we got to do defensively? What's the final score? Who wins special teams? Tell us what you think. 651-3439. Hanging out here at the Dallas Omni Hotel. We'll be back.
1: Football Friday right here on The Rush. For some reason, this reminds me of the uh, early 2000s teams. I think this is on, like, the Bob Stoops show that they, like, closed it out with back in the day. This was a jam back when you were in college. Do you remember this song? Pia, uh, yeah. boom "P. Uh, by Pod.
0: Yeah, this is. I think every single highlight video in every sport for like a five-year span was put to that song. Accurate. Right. Accurate. Yeah. Well, it's it makes for a good highlight video. Um, man, I make sure, I wonder what the uh, what the turnout's going to be like. You know, whenever you feel like your team's not as good and they start to play well, like, the uh, like that gets a crowd going. You know what I'm saying? Like, whenever you're not expecting to win or to lead or whatever it might be, uh, that can get people rolling. I hope we have that type of uh, atmosphere well, and that type of game. That's
1: what I've been telling you all week long is, if you get the game close in the fourth quarter, and OU fans really feel like, we got a chance to win this thing. Right. I'm telling you, and, and you famously said it last year, that crowd had a real impact on the game last year, and I think it's There's 100% no right. Doubt. I think that that crowd tomorrow can absolutely have an impact on this game. Yep. like I, 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 I do believe in a scenario where that team, especially a young team, a new team, can feed off of the south end of the Cotton Bowl and it can make a difference. That. Yep. That situation for me exists because as much pressure that will be on the Texas sideline, when you have that much pressure and all the momentum's on one sideline, that the north end of the Texas stadium's going to be really quiet, man. And the south end of the OU stadium, it, it, it's going to be nuts, man. Like, that that can be a real deal tomorrow. It's well, not a home game, but God, it could feel like it.
0: I I hope that happens. Um and, you know, I think there's, I think there's a, a decent enough chance that we can. Again, I mean, you, you said it in the first segment. It's not like we're playing a, uh, a top 15 football team. Uh, not the case at all. You know, we are we're more than capable of beating Texas. You know, but we're not, it's not going to happen if we play like we have the last two weeks. What's the text, like, uh, text line saying? What are, what's the game or day before game feelings we're getting?
1: How on earth – hold on, let me see here. How on earth can OU keep this game close without Gabriel? It's a heck of a way to start, right? Asking uh, you, should, and they shall yeah. deliver. I'll
0: tell you how, and it's not that difficult. There's three phases to the football game, right? You win two of the three, you almost always win. If our defense plays good, solid football, and I know the first reaction is, "Why well, ain't going to happen?" You know, after the last two weeks, and I get that totally understand i think it's reasonable to feel that way but i also think that it's not that big of an ask if if we have our guys get in the right position play the right play play the right call i think it's totally reasonable that they can play good defense
1: 972 says damn it i'm about five seconds from getting on stub hub i don't know if we're talking them into going to the game or what uh, I've been pretty down about the game all week, but me and my wife had the same dream and the same score. Yeah. OU 28, Texas 17. It must be destiny. That's Clint from Chapel Acres.
0: How about that? The same dream, man. Did they
1: share all the details of the same dream? You, well, know, you know what I mean? Like maybe that you, was you just the something final score. Back.
0: That was just the final score of the game. Then it tells what happened during the weekend, maybe you know. They,
1: maybe one of them ended up on Harry Hines Boulevard up here <laughs> in, with glitter on him in, in Dallas. I don't know. Oh, uh,
0: <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, I, hey, twenty eight seventeen. 17 you never know, but I do do have the, uh, the feeling that if, if OU wins, it's going to be a lower-scoring football game, and I, I bet everyone probably yeah. feels that way.
1: Guys, I appreciate the optimism and potential sunshine-pumping you were trying to do, but we all know that it's going to be a bloodbath this weekend. Unfortunately, we're probably going to lose in the neighborhood of 55-17. to if anyone wants to take that bet right now, I'm, I'm open. DMs are open. Text line are o- open. I'm not telling you that OU is going to win. They're not going to lose 55-17 to tomorrow. I just This isn't going to be a bloodbath. I'm sorry. You sure? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm willing to throw – I mean, I'm, I'm willing to put myself out there for it, so I, I better be pretty sure. It's not going to be a bloodbath. Well, um, unless they get down 28-7 in the first quarter again, then uh, I might retract that statement.
0: I get you can call it sun, sunshine pumping if you want Like, right? what do I care what you call it but I don't think it's as crazy as uh, some might think like, to go out and play a solid football game is that what we've uh, have we decided that we are so inept that we can't play a solid football game like, we don't have to play out of our mind but just a good solid football game we won last year, and we played god-awful for a big portion of that game. There's some really, really, really bad football that went on during stretches of that game last year. Guess what? We won. Right, And that's not the only time. So, I don't know. I don't think it's that outlandish. If we go play like crap, of course, we'll get beat.
1: Absolutely. Um. The other station is uh, promoting that they're giving out T-shirts right now, uh, Friday of OU Texas Week, which, you know, giving out T-shirts is not some new idea for a radio station, but seems pretty new, and we've been doing it for a lot longer. <laughs> anyway, their T-shirts Are you have, claiming
0: we're the first radio station to give yes. out T-shirts? Well, that's
1: what the other station does. They're, <laughs> they're giving out Jim Traber T-shirts right now, and they put it out on social media. Let me read you the responses of what they're getting right now, all right? <laughs> Mouth Bigger 2, all right? There's one forehead way bigger literally the last thing on earth i would want lol why would anyone want that weird that any business would want to promote their worst product uh no one wants this whoever took the time to make these wasted their time let me know how the big villain takes this blank jim traber and that t-shirt this one says lol 99 percent of people would be embarrassed to wear that Traber traper sucks so nice try guys if you want a real cool T-shirt, don't mess with the Ref Army. Come here to uh, the uh, Omni in downtown Dallas. But So
0: what? are you, are you telling me that it's a – is it a, a T-shirt with, like, his face on it? Yeah,
1: like well, I'll show you the picture <laughs> of it, yeah, which is the worst idea ever. Look at that. Oh, my gosh.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, no one's going to wear that. Sorry.
0: That's great. Oh, man. Is that So is that their new, like, official logo? Is that, like, that – Picture? Probably
1: so uh, Lakers talk every day from 2 to 6 p.m. <laughs> tune in right here to the animal. Tune in for It's your- football season but listen to the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA right here on on the uh, on their station.
0: Oh, now the the best thing is the Russell Westbrook talk. The guy I, when it was when did Russell Westbrook leave Oklahoma City? It's been five, a while—five,
1: six years ago. <laughs> Who cares? You know it's what I mean? It's been a
0: while, and that's still like the,
1: the same. I love that. I, I don't it's even know beautiful. if that's the Ref Army attacking them, but that's great, guys. That's that's awesome. Hey, yeah, it's football listen, season. Listen, we're not
0: perfect. We're going to sit here and, and pump uh, sunshine up your arse all day long. What, well, so. dude?
1: It's we got twenty hours of radio to do a week. Do you want yeah. me to just sit here the entire time and say, "Well, they suck. They're going to get beat fifty to nothing on Saturday"? Yeah. Like, oh, you can win this game on Saturday. I'm not telling you that it's the most likely outcome or even that I think that they're going to win, but they're playing the University of Texas, man, who's lost seven out of their last nine conference games here. Oh, you can win this game tomorrow. It is a possible outcome. They're not playing Alabama or Georgia or Ohio State tomorrow. They're playing Texas, who we routinely make fun of, who just lost to Tech on the road, by the way. we're
0: playing to the team that lost to Texas Tech two weeks ago. Sure. uh, Sure. Yeah. Uh, So... Whatever. Call it sunshine pumping, that's fine. I I just firmly believe that we're not as bad as we've played and Texas isn't as good as they looked against Alabama. They're you know, they're they're between that and where they were against Texas Tech, did not look good against Texas Tech. You know, they looked solid against West Virginia. You know, and that's fine, but this is not a juggernaut at all.
1: We've got just as good of players on our sideline as they do theirs. so I just want you to be prepared for Monday. If Nick Evers comes into this game and tosses three touchdown passes, the quarterback controversy that will ensue moving forward. And at this point, dude, after what we've had to endure the past two weeks – I'll take uh, the Nick Evers versus Dylan Gabriel conversation going into next week. I'll take that, man. I'll take it.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I'm still, I, I still would be absolutely shocked if Nick Evers played in this game. Shocked. He, I'm not saying that he can't turn into a a really good football player. And maybe he already has. Maybe that's happened from the time he was there in the spring until until now. But I would be I would be shocked if they threw a guy that hasn't he hadn't even taken a snap this season. Nope, not one. Not in mop up duty. Neither is General anything. Booty.
1: But I mean, at least he's played at the junior college level well, right. up to this point.
0: But even even Booty that that to me is like I don't even know. It doesn't seem like there should be any type of. Controversy at all about who's going to play quarterback? It's going to be one of the two guys that's taking a snap this year, and probably going to be
1: Bevel. What if you get behind fourteen nothing in the first quarter, and you're not moving the ball offensively, and you need a spark? Then do you go to General Booty or Nick Evers? I, I know that that's a totally in-game feel situation. That's hard to say, but you know, I mean, you might need some sort know. of a spark in this game.
0: Uh, if you're in a if you're driving a race car and you're in a race and you're driving the fastest car that you've got and you're not winning do you change cars and drive a slower car
1: it's, a, it's an interesting idea maybe <laughs> no I,
0: I I don't know I maybe perhaps I, I guess maybe that generates a spark if if one of those you think one of those guys is capable here's the thing is like I don't know what they think of them you know if it's close and those guys had a really good battle and you feel like one of those guys gives you something a little bit different than what bevel gives you then yeah perhaps but just to do it I don't know I don't know if you can if you can do that just to do it but I guess if it feels like it's that bad at the time and you've got to do something to change the game around, perhaps.
1: I, uh, I looked at some numbers earlier today with, you know, because Texas skill position players, we thought for a while now, that's going to be the best part of their team, which, by the way, Texas minus nine is still uh, the current line. Bijan Robinson's got 500. Tell me if this means anything to you, by the way. Uh, Bijan has uh, 515 yards on the ground with 88 carries. Eric Gray has 460 yards off of 66 carries, so that's interesting, right? Yeah. Xavier Worthy has 21 receptions for 331 yards. Marvin Mims has one more reception, 22, with over a hundred, around right around 110 more rushing uh, or excuse me, receiving yards, 438. Yeah. With three touchdowns, so like we view Texas as being dangerous with their skill position players, and I still think that that's true, but. In a lot of spots, OU's outperformed them in, in the skill position areas in terms of, like, their one against your one type of thing.
0: Yeah, their offense has not been very potent numbers-wise. Um, you know, it, it's not it's not terrible, but it's just kind of, if I remember correctly, I'll bring up the Big 12 stats. I think they're just middle of the road in the Big 12. Yeah. And I think that's kind of about what we are right now. Yeah. Um, but I don't take a whole lot away from that. Like, here's the thing: like, Worthy, his numbers were even worse than that. He had a big game against West Virginia, uh, a really big game. If it weren't for that, his numbers would be even worse. Is that
1: his first re- uh, receiving touchdown of the year? Was last I, week? Maybe? I think so.
0: And he had three of them, didn't he? He had three touchdowns. Um, but the point is, like, those guys are incredibly dangerous. Worthy, Whittington. Uh, Bijan Robinson, the big tight end, all of those guys are dangerous, regardless of what those those stats say. I like their running game a lot. I like their I like their offense a lot. Frankly, um, I think Sarkisian calls a really good game. Um, but I I don't think it is something that you can't have a lot of success with defensively. Yeah. But you know, you can't kill yourself. You can't have minimal mistakes. You can't have guys bust coverage. If that's the case, you know they definitely have the ability to turn your lights out. We saw it last year, right? And yeah. That wasn't even a, a busted. Well, one of them was a busted coverage. The wide open pass was a was a guy that was supposed to be deep and was not. Similar to what we saw against TCU. Um, but the the play right out of the gate was just lack of physicality and and effort and being ready to go on the first play of the game and. You know they jumped out to a uh, to a big lead on us
1: right before we hit a break. You know you, you got to give Sark credit here. Th- this is a game where he could potentially have a lot of success against a struggling defense. Yeah, especially with a beat up defense. Like, yeah, he he's got a he's still got a potent offense, and I don't know how great he is as a head coach, but I think that he is a good play caller. He can do some motions, some things to window dress and really make it tough on a defense. Like. Give credit where it's due. Like th- this is a situation where Sartre could be pretty good offensively, especially. Sure, I mean, he r- he really could be.
0: Sure, yeah. Texas is actually they are eighth in the conference in yards per game for their offense, four seventeen, and shockingly, we're still number two at four eighty one, and it doesn't feel like our offense has been all that potent uh, here recently. So, I don't know. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. More from the Rush coming up. Keep hitting the text line, 405-651-3439. We'll be back.
1: Football Friday, live on the Rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Layman, live in Dallas at the Omni right here in downtown. we got Ref shirts to give away. We've got Believe in Brent buttons to give away. we got koozies to give away. Some really cool Ref swag here. We'll be here until 6 p.m. Tyler and Teddy here at the Omni in downtown Dallas, getting you ready for OU Texas tomorrow at 11 a.m. Ask Teddy if he was the coach and won the toss tomorrow, what would he choose?
0: If I was the coach and I won the toss tomorrow, what would I choose?
1: He would defer to the second half.
0: Yeah, I would defer to the second half, put my defense out there, get a
1: stop. Yeah? No, I I am all aboard – Getting your defense out there first and getting them some early confidence in this game and getting the ball back to your offense with maybe some good field. Uh, yeah, no, I'm 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 good with that. I've got no issue with that. Get your defense out there first. They just need some confidence, dude. Right. Get and some confidence.
0: I don't. I don't necessarily even. I don't necessarily even think that it matters. Um, just whoever whoever takes the field first, like offensively. We need a couple of ter- uh, a couple of first downs. Get some rhythm going. Doesn't need to be tempo, but get some rhythm going. Don't have to necessarily come away with points, although that would be great. And, you know, pin them deep, give our defense a a, a chance to start the game with something in their favor. Like last week, we turn it over on what the third play of the game, third or fourth play of the game, and our defense takes the field already on our side of the, the 50. That's not what you want with no. the defense that's that's coming off of a bad game. Uh, you want to be able to play the field position game to where, you know, make Texas predictable by having them backed up early in the football game. You know, it's some of those things would, would really go a long way. But, you know, whether it's offense or defense that has – the first opportunity, just to, just start the game solid. It doesn't have to be anything incredible, but it'd be nice to to start the thing off with, you know, with, with something that isn't just backbreaking, like a no. like a long touchdown drive to, uh, uh, on your defense or a turnover by your offense.
1: I uh, I'm a big believer in the momentum swings in this game, and if you like question that, that's fine. But I'll point you towards last year, right? Like this defense needs some confidence right now. How in the world could this defense have any confidence in last year's game when they were down 28-7 and every time Texas was, you know, loading up for a deep ball down the field, they were hitting on it, right? OU's defense had no business having any sort of confidence down 28-7. But when the momentum swings back in your favor, it's interesting how things can flip. And by the late second quarter, early third quarter of games, you saw that defense all of a sudden have some confidence, right? Yeah. You you felt it that day, so – things can really flip in your favor and for a team that's looking for some sort of positives heading in this game this game can give you that you know it's like I get it man like this 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 team has not looked good the past two weeks there's no doubt about it but this game is different than any other game that you play throughout the course of the year it just is and it's hard to explain why that's the case i guess that's the neutral side i guess that means it's split down the way 50-50 but it's just different man and you know, even though you've got fifty percent of the crowd, it feels like more of a home field advantage when you have the momentum than any other home game in Norman that you have throughout the year.
0: I agree. Uh, the voice of the Oklahoma Sooners, Toby Rowland, host of the T Row in the Morning Show, two-time Emmy Award winner. What's he saying? He sent me a couple of text messages with some interesting statistics. Our offense is number four in the nation in explosive plays of thirty. 30- plus yards. We've had 17 of them.
1: I wouldn't have guessed that. Right. That's a good stat. I wouldn't How about have this?
0: That. We're, we've been bad on third down. I would have guessed that. We only convert 39%. Yeah. Texas converts 37%. Wow. Okay. OU has not won the turnover battle in this game in the last eight years.
1: Yep. that's I, I knew that one.
0: Um, there's Which what, I don't
1: think OU's gotten a first half turnover this year, right?
0: Yep. Um there was one year it was uh it was even, but Texas won the turnover battle in the seven other games. Texas right now under Sarkeesian is one and six away from Austin. So
1: can't believe that.
0: Uh I know it feels like the end of the world after the last couple of games, but still, still as bad as it's been some statistics would bear out that we're not as bad as it feels. And Texas isn't as good
1: as it feels. One more text before we hit a break. It's a good point. Gentlemen, I think the issue is penalties. The last two games we have exceeded the normal or even acceptable level for penalties. You give us half the number of penalties in either of those games and they come out very differently. Let's play clean. Right. Um, yeah, if you don't tackle a wide receiver last week, then maybe the game has is, is turned out differently. But definitely the Kansas State game offensively. You've, you finally get some momentum. You have a five-yard penalty that moves things back. Goes without saying it's a good point, but, yes, you can't have those cheap five-yard penalties, especially tomorrow with the backup quarterback that puts you behind the sticks. You cannot play behind the sticks tomorrow. Well, you just can't.
0: That and, you know, the pass interference calls whenever you're in good position, right? Turn and find the football. It, it, see, I, I agree on the on the penalty thing, but it's not just penalties. I wish it was just penalties. It's penalties in combination with mental mistakes offensively and defensively. Sure. And that's one of the things that I'm happy about, or at least optimistic about, is both of those are correctable. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up our number one here from the Omni in Dallas.
1: Cave is construction. Bringing you this hour, of The Rush on a football Friday. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, live from the Omni in downtown Dallas. We got a lot of ref swag to give away. Koozies, buttons, don't mess with the ref army t-shirts in red and both white. We've got multiple colors of uh, t-shirts to uh, give away on this Friday. Text line says, face it, DB was third string at Pitt. What's that tell you? From third string to first string? Surely, General Booty can perform as good as DB, or not? Question mark.
0: I I don't know, and I don't know why that is a leap that we the, that the texter feels like it's safe to take. If that was the case, you know, DB Davis Bevel or Dallas Bevel, as I referred to him at Nebraska, nice. Um, you know. He was, he was number three at Pitt even before they had the backup quarterback battle in fall camp, right, yep. whenever he beat out Booty. He was still third at Pitt before that. So I don't think that where he was on the roster at Pitt has any bearing on the situation now. Um, like By the way,
1: I, I hope it's Dallas Bevel. That would yeah, be good.
0: Yeah, that's nice, right? Uh, maybe that new nickname perhaps. Yeah. Um, but I, that doesn't have anything to do with it. They've already had a quarterback battle between the two players, and Bevel won that battle. Now, does that mean that since he won that battle, he's going to be the better quarterback forever? No, it doesn't mean that. But it means that he's the quarterback that, that they trust right now who went in the game after Gabriel got hurt.
1: I mean, if we want to give some, people some hope, I guess we can. We could spend ten minutes to talk about the – you know, less-than-desirable quarterbacks that have won this game in the past. Um, Nate Hibble won this game. I mean, I, I know that he was a Rose Bowl MVP. What, what a
0: shot. Uh, let, you're saying Nate Hibble's less-than-desirable de- okay. Case McCoy
1: has won this game. Is that a little bit better? That's better. You don't have to be an elite quarterback to win this game is the point here. I should not have started with Nate Hibble. Case McCoy has won this game before.
0: Right. Uh, Justin
1: Fuente, was he in 96, I think, won this game. So, yeah. yeah.
0: All right, uh, quick timeout. More for the rush coming up. Keep hitting the text line. Hour number two is next.